Welcome to the Boma, New Jersey podcast, where we feature industry leaders, allied partners, and share important industry insights. I'm John Majeski with Ellen Wolf as your hosts. Episode number eight is brought to you by Onyx Equities. Onyx Equities is the leading real estate investment and property services firm specializing in acquiring and or managing commercial properties. Ellen and I are really excited for our eighth episode. With us today, we have Boma, New Jersey member, Kristen Pappas. Kristen is also Senior Vice President of Property Management and Construction at Onyx Equities. Welcome, Kristen. Hi. Yes, welcome, Kristen. Thank you so much for joining us. We know you're a very busy woman with managing over a million and a half square feet of property at Gateway's downtown Newark campus. So we'd like to find out a little bit more about you, what motivates you, and where you find the time to do this, be an active BOMA member, and facilitate this amazing philanthropic event, The Big Climb for the Leukemia and Lymphatic Society, um, which we're going to dive into a little bit deeper shortly. But um, please, can you tell us a little bit about where you find the time, the energy, and the drive? Big questions. Well, I actually, so I oversee all the properties that Onyx owns. Um, we have about 10 million square feet, actually, um, in, you know, mostly suburban New Jersey. So we have stuff in Paramus, Parsippany, uh, Ridgewood, New Jersey, a few residential camp, um, beautiful new buildings there. And then, of course, the Newark assets. Um, and I also oversee all the construction at Onyx as well. So I can oversee construction operations. Um, and I think that the best, way to describe it as an organized schizophrenia. <laughs> I think it's some form of multiple personality disorder or compartmentalization. I don't really know. Um, but, you know, I think really, I really love what I do. And I, I love working for Onyx. Um, and look, when you find something you like to do um, or something you're passionate about, it's like sort of just becomes a part of you, right? So, same thing with LLS and, and the big climb, that's a part of me now. So it's not something I have to do, something I want to do. Um, and I don't know if I'd say I want to work, but since I have to work, at least I, I enjoy where I am and what I'm doing. There you go. Excellent. Wow. My mind is completely blown because I knew you were busy, but I didn't know you were that busy. And now um, you are expecting your first child coming in August and you're still doing all of these things, I mean, just, you know, my hat's off to you because it is not easy. So well done. <laughs> okay. um, you know, I did uh, a little bit of digging on you. You know, I asked a little birdie and, um, you know, I heard that you got your, your bachelor's degree at Gettysburg College in political science and philosophy. And then, you know, a few years down the road, you went back to NYU for your master's in real estate. And, you know, I'm just kind of curious, what was the transformation that brought you from, you know, political science and philosophy to real estate? Because that's a pretty, pretty big jump. When I graduated from college, um, you know, the thought process was, all right, I'll be a lawyer. Um, and then I found out how much law school was going to cost. And I said, hmm. Maybe I don't want to be a lawyer, right? And like I said before, you know, and if it's something you know you want to do, it becomes less of a job and more of, you know, part of you. And it just didn't seem right. So um, one of my girlfriends got me into a construction company doing estimating and, you know, reading drawings and all these things. And um, 
I kind of liked it, but I always wanted to be in property management. So, which I call the dark side now. Um, <laughs> so I, I got a shot um, with no experience to interview for a assistant property manager position at Fisher Brothers, which seems like a million years ago. Um, and I actually got the job. I was the um, assistant property manager of 299 Park, which is their flagship building. Um, and shortly thereafter, um, I went to Tisher's Fire and was working there. And I think that, you know, my background was in political science and philosophy. I also had a minor in Spanish. And, you know, all those things kind of combined gave me, like, some idea what I was doing. But I don't know if I really actually knew what I was doing. Um, and I think a bigger part of that was I knew that to advance my career, I'd have to speak the language that other people were speaking. So, you know, I'd be in a room and they would talk about real estate finance and that was a part of my experience. So I'd done construction, I'd done a little property management, but it was like, how are these things funded? How are these capital projects funded? What are these partnerships? What is NOI? Like, what are all these crazy terms that are getting thrown around? And if I don't learn them and learn how to speak this language, I'm never going to be able to advance as far as I want to go in my career. So I started uh, the NYU Chef program. Um, I concentrated in finance, which was, I could have done property management or construction, which would have been the easy way out. Um, but I really did want to learn something that would round up my career and my experience. So I, I did the finance program and it, it was honestly great. I mean, I think it really, it really gave me the foundation to even be confident in a room with, you know, executive vice presidents and all these um big shots right and now i'm able to at least understand even if i don't say a word at least i know what they're talking about you know now you are um, a big shot <laughs> but i mean yeah like yeah, i don't know i don't know about that but at least if i can pretend to be right because <laughs> 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 i have a few of my old books if i need to reference but it was it was really uh, a very rewarding experience um albeit really tough to do while working full-time Wow. Yeah, I can imagine. Amazing, amazing story. Thank you for sharing. Um, and, you know, as you're, you're mentioning, as you're talking, you're mentioning, you know, speaking the language, I'm detecting a little New York in your language. Are you <gasps> from New York? Are you a Jersey girl? I try so hard to hide my accent. <laughs> <laughs> Don't. You have to wear it like a badge of honor. I can't. I, I even told my boss uh, yesterday, John Saracino, who's the CEO of Onyx, one of the two, and um, I said, I'm so nervous. And he said, what are you nervous for? I said, you've heard me, right? You hear, you hear the accent. <laughs> and he's, he's from Staten Island, too, so he's probably not the best person to, uh, to gauge, you know, if I've lost it or not. But I actually grew up in Staten Island. Excellent. Excellent. Love it. Represent. Represent. <laughs> I think perhaps I was a, a ling linguist. I don't know what the word is, linguistic person in my former life because I can always pick out an accent. And uh, even when I'm watching movies where the actor is portraying a New York accent, I'm like, that's fake. That's totally fake, you know? So um, this is 100% real. <laughs> so, um, you know, we mentioned earlier that, you know, you are expecting, congratulations. And, um, you know, with this growing growing family, I know you talked about, you know, the the schizophrenia and everything, but you know, what are some other kind of tricks that you've been using to sort of balance all of this work that you're doing with the big climb coming up and you know, managing your work life and your personal life and learning to take it easy a little bit? 
Well, I mean, that's a pretty easy one. Um, I have a tremendous amount of support, um, you know, from the other staff members at Onyx and even from our principals at Onyx. I mean, everybody, it's a very collaborative environment. Um, I have a lot of people on my team that have like awesome ideas and are always willing to help. And, you know, no one really says like, that's not my job. You know, like if I say, hey, look, I need help. I, uh, whatever the case may be, or if someone so needs support, I just, I just really am surrounded by a really solid group of people that work hard and also like to have fun. And it's a, it's a really, it's a really, it's an unusual environment that I haven't been used to in the past, which is what attracted me to Onyx in the first place. Um, and it comes from the top with, you know, John Tarasino and John Schultz. They're just very, they encourage collaborative work, they encourage creativity and, um, you know, there's never really an, a, a no that comes out of their mouths with things, you know? So anytime I have an idea to sort of make my life easier, um, I'm at least allowed to try it and see how it goes. And um, um, I found most of my success in being able to rely on my team. That's amazing. And then at home, I mean, without my husband, I mean, right now, I mean, like I said, you know, I'm here doing this podcast and he's swinging hammers at our new, um, at our new condo we bought to accommodate this baby that's coming. <laughs> so um, he's just, he's just uh, amazing and you know I, his support is I don't think I'd be able to do it without him professionally or personally I mean he just he he's the best amazing very very great answer I love to hear it I have like goosebumps like that's so nice just in case he just in case he listens I have to plug him in you know? <laughs> <laughs> you definitely need that support system and it sounds like you're not slowing down at all no, but like I said, my mind and my body are, they're not on the same page right now. So um, <laughs> my, my body's going to have to get the memo eventually because I, I don't know how much longer I can stay at the same pace. Um, hey, as long as I can, I'm going to. Love it. Now, I know we're going to get into, you know, a little more details about LLS and the big climb and everything, but, you know, I'm just curious, you know, it's 26 flights of stairs that we're walking in two days um, for this amazing cause. And I'm just curious, you know, have you been training for that? You know, are you walking the whole flight? Is your doctor allowing you to? I mean, what's going on with this? I can't say that I explicitly asked my doctor. Um, however, yesterday I walked it with, speaking of support system, um, Eloisa and Bethany, they're two uh, colleagues of mine, they're on my team, Bethany's on construction, Eloisa's on the property management side, um, they walked it with me yesterday, so we did the whole 24 flights uh, in 11 minutes and 37 seconds. Wow. Granted, I took some pauses, um, but I'll tell you, what a cool feeling to be able to do it, um, you know, and uh I had to do it at least once. I have not been training is the answer to the question. However, I did it once yesterday just to prove I could do it so I don't make a fool of myself on Saturday. <laughs> um, and I did it. And now I feel like, hey, look, if I'm six months pregnant, I did it in 11, 37 seconds, nobody has an excuse. Unless they have a broken bone. <laughs> there you go. Oh, boy. She's going to be tough on Saturday. I I'm nervous. I haven't done my training. And I'm like, you know, in the beginning, I was like 26 flights there. no problem. I'll, I'll totally do it. And as you know, we're a couple days away from it now, I'm starting to think, should I have practiced? Like, I don't know. A little nervous. You'll be fine. You'll be, and there's two floors that have water stations. So you could hydrate and relax for a second. It's not a race. You know, it's, uh, it's gonna be really cool. I'm really looking forward to it. Perfect. Yeah, me too, for sure. Um, 
And, you know, I mean, it's it's hard not to talk about this when we're already talking about this. Um, we had a couple other questions we we're going to ask. Maybe we'll get that in later. But, um, you know, you're really huge philanthropic efforts with the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. You know, you were able to bring the big climb to the hearts of Lymphoma, New Jersey and, you know, its members. So when you're not out saving the world, what are some things that you like to do in your free time? It doesn't sound like you have that much free time, but when you do. Well, I used to really like drinking wine, but that is out of the question right now. (laughs) (laughs) A few Um, more months. Yeah. Um, So uh, let's see. I love to travel. In fact, next week, my husband and I are doing a trip to the Kentucky Derby, which is really, really awesome. Um, and we actually got married in the Greek islands last year. So I'd say travel is like, and I guess that's my, my way to decompress, even though I do have, you know, I'm never truly off. I feel like, um, yeah, it's a great way for me to decompress. So I focus most of my energy on skipping town and seeing new places and, um, just exploring what's that. But, and usually that goes along with drinking wine. But again, (laughs) (laughs) very nice. You'll have to have the virgin mint julep this year. (laughs) awesome john i know you had some questions you wanted to ask about um you know a little bit more about Kristen's professional career and boma involvement and you know her amazing charity that she's uh bringing awareness to absolutely yeah so let's go ahead and jump in so Kristen, how long have you been managing gateway for so I've been doing, um, I got hired at Onyx in, oh man, what year are we in now? We're in 2022, right? So I'm going on three years. So I came to Onyx in the like late summer of 2019. Um, and I've been overseeing their portfolio since. So I was hired to sort of do that, to sort of bring like the class A um, mentality that I had at Fisher Brothers and Tissue Flyers to Onyx to sort of refine there their procedures and policies um, on the management side. You know, did you oversee the whole portfolio for Onyx right away? Or were you just, at, were you just, I say just, but were you at Gateway? I know I oversaw the whole portfolio from the beginning. I got hired as a vice president of property management. And then in the fall of 2020, um, I was promoted to senior vice president and also took over the construction operations. So not necessarily the ground development. We have a separate team that does that. Um, it's more of, you know, your tenant build-outs, capital projects, uh, you know, lobbies and, and mechanical projects and things like that. So I oversee all of that um, with a pretty solid team that, again, I wouldn't be able to do any of this without. Wow. So there's so many moving parts with the construction, with the property management, with other facets of what you do. What do you find most rewarding? You know, I think property management and construction are very interesting because it's not a monotonous task. You know, every single day you have something else that comes up. Every single day you learn something. And I think, you know, because there's so much going on, you can never know everything about every single thing that's involved in the job, right? So I think the most rewarding thing for me is, you know, listening, paying attention and learning new things as I go, even though, you know, like, People say, well, you're already senior vice president. I don't, I I can't, I don't know. I don't know a lot of stuff. (laughs) It's great to know that, you know, (laughs) I'm still learning. I'm still growing and I'm not bored. It's it's definitely a job that's rewarding in the sense that 
you know, there's, there's never a sense of boredom. There's always something going on. There's always a problem to solve. Um, and I get to hang out with some really cool people, you know? That's great. And it sounds like you're a lifelong learner, you know, going to Gettysburg and then getting your master's and like, you're always looking for, for more. That's great. You got, you got to keep doing, got to keep learning. (laughs) Keep moving. Yeah. So how long have you been involved with BOMA for and have you served on any committees? I got involved with BOMA moons ago when I was in New York. Uh, It was a great resource for networking, especially, you know, when you're a young person, uh, try to make connections and build your career. Um, I've been to a ton of events with BOMA, um, you know, more so in my New York career because coming over to Onyx and the New Jersey scene uh, in, in the fall of 2019, we all know what happened shortly thereafter. So I haven't gotten to really experience BOMA, New Jersey for, for all it has to offer, which is great that now, you know, that BOMA's involved with the big climb. I've gotten to meet so many people and, you know, really started to develop a relationship um, with the New York, uh, excuse me, the New Jersey side um, instead of the New York. But we would do all kinds of cool stuff back in the day. So speaking of that cool stuff, what's your most memorable BOMA experience, you know, even though it was with the New York chapter? Oh, I have a New Jersey one already. I, I think, um, I don't want to judge too. Let's hear like it. I said, my exposure is new, but um, the BOMA New Jersey people don't play around. They are a lot of fun. And <laughs> last year. True story. <laughs> right? Last year um, was the first year that we, um, you know, we really got together and we did so at the sea, at the boardwalk and seaside. So we couldn't do the big climb on site. So we went to seaside heights and a whole bunch of people that I really have never met in person before, because we were really still in like the crux of the whole pandemic. Um, we just decided to go walk the boardwalk together. And I remember, <laughs> remember towards the end, um, somebody organized a pizza party for us at like a tiki bar. And there I was like, it was a beautiful day and drinking a pina colada with a bunch of real estate people. And I was like, I could, I could get used to this. <laughs> it's pretty cool. And at the same time, I mean, we got to do it for a good cause. So, I mean, what better than sunshine, charity and a pina colada? I, I really, I don't know. Amazing. It was, it was a really beautiful day. And I remember at that pizza party, you know, being able to take my shoes off after walking, you know, down the boardwalk and put my feet in the sand and, I mean, just perfection with the pina colada and, you know, it was, it was a really great day. So. And now we're going to be in a stairwell in Newark, which is obviously not as the same, but we do have a lot of surprises and uh, DJ and, and all kinds of cool stuff to make it. uh, Again, it's not going to be pina colada in the sun, but it's going to be its own kind of special. I can't wait. It's going to be so fun. Everything I heard. Yeah. Everything I heard, it's going to be, sounds like it's going to be a great event. A great cause. Okay, so well, I can't wait for Saturday to see all of these uh, these things you're you're talking about, and to see if I can actually make the big climb. Um, but so, where did you know your mission for the LLS come from? Is it is there a personal connection to why you chose this organization to bring awareness to? It's a combo between me choosing them and them choosing me, actually. So in 2016, um, July 11th, I lost my mom to a blood-related cancer and complications with the disease. Um, Prior to her getting symptoms, I mean, she was was okay. I mean, more than okay. She was the coolest. I mean, um, 
March 26th, I'll never forget, March 26th, 2016, she started having these crazy fevers, was diagnosed with bronchitis and all, all these things, and just something wasn't right. So uh, we got her into the hospital and, um, you know, they, they saw the myeloma and it, shortly thereafter, um, another problem, there was complications and, and she, her last few weeks were very difficult, not just for her, but for for me and my family, and we lost our July 11th only a few months later. Wow. Um, so I was devastated. I mean, um, just seeing the struggle and not knowing what to do. And um, because your mom can take care of you, you're not going to take care of your mom, you know, especially at that, that young age, she was only 62. Um, so fast forward, you know, I, I, I started with Onyx and I got contacted by this. I don't know if I was the one that made the initial contact with LLS. Uh, they, they initially contacted me or not, but they somehow got my name and asked if they could come to a walkthrough of Gateway One because they're doing this big climb inaugural year and they want to see if it'd be an appropriate location. Now, they didn't know my connection to leukemia lymphoma, uh, lymphoma at the time. So they came in and the, and the team there was great um michelle gaddy and lumine and Janet came to see us the first time and you know i'm like a little nuts and i was so happy to have them there and i didn't really know what they did either i mean i of course i knew you know lls had heard it before but i didn't know the extent of their mission um and it it, it took about five minutes for us to realize that this was this is organized by a higher power i mean this is wow. not a coincidence um and at that meeting you know i told them my story and a couple weeks later they called me to see if i'd be the chairperson of the decline, which I graciously accepted. And, you know, now I'm the chair of Meredith, Joe Bazone, a good friend of mine is doing it again this year. Um, but we've had, you know, immense success. And, and now I'm on actually the board of New Jersey, um, the board of directors of New Jersey, leukemia lymphoma. So I'm able to have a, even more of an impact, you know, through the other great uh, initiatives that they have. So it was, I, 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 and I say this as a team at LF all the time, it was just fate. They randomly contacted me. I didn't even know who they were. And the next thing you know, it was like a perfect team. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. And, you know, so sorry to hear about your mom. I mean, it, it affects so many people. I mean, there are, there are some really sobering um, statistics that I heard when I was researching this and, um, you know, like 1.4 million people living with blood cancer in the United States right now. Um, every three minutes, someone is diagnosed with a blood cancer. I mean, by the time we're done listening to this podcast, approximately five people will have heard the words you have cancer. I mean, that is some really sobering information and, you know, bringing awareness to this amazing um, organization and raising money for them is just it's phenomenal. So thank you for all the work that you do. And I'm sure your mom is really, really proud of you. Um, how much have you guys raised so far? We're starting the big climb in two days. Today is um, Thursday, April 28th. This will not air until May 15th. Sorry, everybody. But um, we're doing mm -hmm. the big climb on the 30th in two days. So what are we looking at for New Jersey so far? Well, we have, as of yesterday, I have my little paper in front of me, we have 372 people registered for the climb, which is crazy, um, who will be there with us wow. on Saturday. And then New Jersey has raised 225419 to date. Um, me and my posse are responsible for $133,800 of that. 
Wow. And my goal is 150. Wow. I'm close. <laughs> yeah, so I'm wow. so excited. So excited. All right. Well, you hear that, listeners. She is so close to her goal. We are going to post the link where you can donate to Kristen's LLS page and help her get to her goal. It's not too late. If it's May 15th or afterwards, you can still continue to donate. So please look for the link in the bottom of this podcast. Can you break it down a little bit, you know, what we can expect? Like by the time people are listening to this, it's time for them to get ready for next year's big climb. So what can you tell all the listeners out there that will make them want to be a part of this fun event that, you know, raises so much money and awareness for such an important cause? I mean, first of all, me and Ellen are going to be there, so I don't know how much cooler it gets than that. But um, <laughs> that's all you need, um, folks. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, look, it's our it's our first year, so uh, I think we can expect a little bit of unexpected. But uh, we have a DJ there. We have all kinds of decorations that were generously do- donated by um, some of our sponsors. We have a yoga section for stretching before and after, which you will need. Um, Trust me on this, unless you're a super athlete, which then good for you. But uh, people like me need a little bit of stretching before and after. And then um, something cool that we're doing, anybody that raises over $1,000, sponsors, um, or, you know, um, and it takes place in the building and it's catered and it's going to be a special little area. We have some fun surprises in there as well, a few raffles. Um, you know, last chance to really uh, make a donation and then also get to sort of hang out and uh, network and have some fun, which, you know, we haven't had much of uh, in the past couple of years. So it'll be really cool to put faces to names and it'll be a little bit of a party. Awesome. I cannot wait. You know, I know that there's some sort of hotline that people can call. Is this, you know, patients or loved ones of patients? Can you tell us a little about a little bit about the LLS hotline? Yeah, sure. I think, you know, I think when a lot of people, um, you know, picture or think about, you know, these cancer fundraisers and things like that, they think that all the money goes towards, you know, advancements and, and treatments and science and things like that. But that's actually not. 100% the case. So uh, LLS also, also provides the Information Research Center or the IRC, and that's a hotline available to assist those through cancel treatment, uh, financial, social challenges, and give accurate up-to-date disease treatment and support information. Um, and the people that answer those phones, uh, they're all specialists and they're highly trained oncology social workers, nurses, and health educators. Um, and something else, like um, we unfortunately experienced this last year, um, our honored hero last year, her name was Molly. Uh, she actually lost her, she met her boyfriend during treatment for, for their type um, of leukemia, and we lost her boyfriend during the climb fundraising last year. Wow. Um, he was just using treatment um, in Philadelphia, and you know, not everybody can just drop everything and go to Philly to be close to a loved one who's undergoing treatment. So. Um, there's resources that can help find new housing, um, you know, temporary housing for the family so they can stay close to their loved one. I mean, there's a lot of options and uh, a lot of different places um, that, you know, our money that we donate and that we raise goes to, to help not just the patients, but the families of the patients that are going through these, these you know, tough times. So you could call that hotline Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern. The number is one 800 Nine five five four five seven two, 
or you can visit lls.org for live chat support from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. Eastern, Mondays through Fridays, which sometimes you're not comfortable, right, talking to somebody on the phone at first. So it's a great way to start the conversation, see what's available. Um, I still have, you know, some some computer screen courage behind you, um, you know, to ask some of the hard questions. Wow, that is a really, really great resource. Thank you for sharing that. Um, you know, I know we keep talking about the big climb, the big climb, um, but are there any other big events that LLS does and anything else that we can be on the lookout for if we go to the LLS.org website to maybe sign up for an upcoming event? Yeah. So um, the largest event that LLS hosts is called Light the Night. Um, and I, I think it's the most recognizable. It's been around for quite some time. Um, that's held this October with five walks throughout the state of New Jersey. Uh, the northern New Jersey one was actually at another Onyx property last year, the 340 Mount Kimball. Um, so hopefully um, they'll ask us to have it there again. Um, and at Light and Night, um, we bring light to the darkness of cancer through research and cures. So hope instead of despair by working to ensure access to treatments for all blood cancer patients. Um, and it's a really cool event. You can see pictures of it if you go to the website. Um, you get a different color lantern, uh, whether you're a supporter, a survivor, um, and um, you, you basically, you know, you're with a whole bunch of people that just care about the cause, and um, it's just a beautiful, it's a beautiful, beautiful night. Um, and you can get more information uh, at lightthenight.org backslash New Jersey. And I'll be there, which is, again, very cool, right? There you go. Now, <laughs> now that I'm on the board of New Jersey, I get, I get, I get to go to all these cool events. Um, and I do some other ones through the year. So, you know, when you go to the website, you can see um, USF, they did a prom for little kids that um, are affected by leukemia, lymphoma, and other blood cancers. So there's a lot of really, really cool things. And they're always looking for volunteers. If you can't donate for whatever reason, um, your time is really valuable. Excellent. And that event is in October, so you'll be there. Maybe you'll have the brand new baby with you to show Oh, off. my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be a good maybe excuse for me to get out of the house without the baby bubble. <laughs> Very nice. That does sound like a really nice event with all the, the lights. Beautiful. Um, yeah, I mean, I think we're we're kind of coming down to time. I mean, is there any other questions, John, you wanted to ask or Kristen, anything you wanted to share that we didn't touch on? You know, I know there's so much information and, you know, as you said, people can find um, information on LLS.org um, and we're going to put a bunch of the links in the bio of this podcast as well, where you can donate to um, Kristen's page for the big climb. Um, but is there anything else you guys wanted to make sure our listeners knew? Kristen, I just want to thank you for joining us. Thank you so much. I don't think I have any more questions. Okay. Um, I, I just wanted to say thank you to anyone that's listening um, who's been involved. Um, Ellen, I know you've done a ton and, and Bowman, New Jersey. I mean, the support from from you guys has, has been really, really special. And, and even this platform being able to get the word out even more about you know what we're trying to do and accomplish. I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. Yes, I was very nervous. This is totally fine. We did it. Um, <laughs> and I'm just very, very grateful um, to both of you, John and Ellen, for, for doing this with me and um, just, just your support while we try to you know do some good. 
Thank you. Well, we're grateful for you and all the work you're doing for LLS. And I mean, pretty much the state of New Jersey should just be thanking you, <laughs> you know. <laughs> really yeah, amazing. Good, really but amazing. I don't know about that. <laughs> But yes, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. This really was very informative. We also want to thank Onyx Equities for sponsoring this episode. Onyx Equities is a leading real estate investment and property services firm specializing in acquiring and or managing commercial properties. And uh, if you'd like to learn more about sponsorship for the next BOMA New Jersey podcast, Feel free to reach out to me, John, Pat Hanley, and you can learn more about Bowman, New Jersey there, or better yet, sign up to become involved because you never know what fun experience you're going to be a part of. Thank you again, Kristen. Till then, I'm Ellen Wolf. And I'm John Majeski. Thanks for listening. Stay well, stay strong, and stay safe. <laughs>